Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. How are you doing? I hope that, as always, you're doing great. But if this week has been a little bit challenging, or whenever you're listening to this, know that you're never alone. People around the world are always going through challenges. So be more gentle on yourself so that you really, or we, can understand and remember that it's all part of life. The ups and the downs and the ebbs and the flows. Because I find, so for myself this week, it has been, you know, some highs and some lows for sure. I had some really beautiful things happen. And then I also had a lot of grief come up this week. When it happens, it's funny. I'm always kind of surprised. It is a beautiful way to release our stress. And it's interesting, right? Because so often we can feel really vulnerable crying. We can feel silly, embarrassed, minimizing in the way of, why am I doing this? Nothing's that bad. People have it way worse than me. Ugh, this is horrible. I'm stronger than this. But as we know, to be the most strong is to allow yourself to be vulnerable and trusting that you won't break. So yeah, vulnerability this week, big time, big time. But the lovely thing about that is I received some very beautiful messages about the wise heart meditation, meet your wise heart, the guided meditation journey that I spoke about on the little bonus episode on August 8th, where I was telling you about my new gift. When you sign up for my email list, then immediately receive the gift of this, you know, it's about 20 plus minutes of a guided deep journey into meeting your wise heart. And I even created this meditation music that I kind of use my intuition with that I made specifically to be able to drop into your heart and into your own inner knowing with a little bit more ease. So if you haven't received that, all you have to do, just go to the show notes that you're listening to of the episode and click the link there or go to my website, trainlight.com. And it'll pop up for you to subscribe and you'll receive the link to download your meditation. You don't have to fully subscribe. You can put your name in and then there's the meditation for you to download. Then if you don't verify the email, then you won't join the list. But you will want to because every Sunday Pacific time and Monday in other parts of the world, you receive my lighthouse letter, which is an intuitive snapshot 
a little energetic overview of the week ahead to help you navigate it, to help you kind of anchor into your intentions for the week. It's one of my favorite things. I love it so much. And I'm going to keep saying this until it's not true anymore. Since I launched it, not one person has unsubscribed. So it is free. It is from my heart to yours. It is so helpful to me and so many other people. That is why I'm telling you about it, because I want as many people that it will help to receive it. Because yes, my work is paid for. There are things that I always want to offer if you don't have the means to work with me. So the Lighthouse Letter every week is something that I could see could be a paid thing, but I don't want it to be. I want it to be free. I want it to be something that you can receive without having to worry about whether you can swing it every month. And it's the same with the guided meditation journey. I have done a similar thing live in some of my workshops, but this way you get to experience it without having to, you know, worry about your resources. So I hope that if you feel called, you go and sign up because just this one little thing, you know, giving yourself 20 minutes to pay attention to your spirit, your heart, it can really shift things. So I hope you do it. This week, I wanted to talk about my morning kind of practices, we can call them, the way that I set up my energy for the day. It has evolved over the years. I know I've spoken about it before where I like to get up quite early and really have that time to connect to myself and connect to my intuition and make sure that I'm kind of responding to the day from a grounded place so that I have as much clarity as I can. And then the choices I make throughout the day are from the place that I want them to be from, from my, you know, authentic soul, basically. But about two months ago, I started doing a new thing that I added into my morning practice. And it has been really like a game changer. So I wanted to share it. And it's nothing new. This is not a new thing. This is not something that you've never heard of before. But I have been doing it every day, every morning. I haven't missed a morning, not once, since May 9th. And I can really see in hindsight how it has shifted things for me. Just by setting up my energy this way, it's helped me have kind of a new perspective on everything in my life. But also, kind of what we spoke about in the August energy, that active surrender of feeling grounded in uncertainty, feeling comfortable in the uncomfortable. This has really helped me to do that. So what is it I'm doing? Say it already, Mary. I am doing a morning gratitude list. Again, nothing new. I have seen hundreds of actual gratitude journals that people create that you can buy. But this is a little bit different than I had kind of understood it beforehand. So this is nothing new, but a little, you know, a few days before May 9th, I heard somebody say it. Oh, I do this kind of morning 
gratitude list where I write down the things I'm grateful for, kind of specific things, specifically that morning. And then they weaved in things that they are grateful for coming to them as if they already have them. And when I heard that, something, I don't know, sometimes we can hear something a hundred times. But when the moment is right for you to start kind of doing something, for me, it became clear that, oh, I think I would like this. Maybe I should really give this a try. So I thought I would do my morning one with you today so that you could really, a bit of it anyway, so that maybe you could try it too. Just try it for five days and just see if it shifts any part of your life a little bit. See if you see a little bit of a difference, a little bit more of a grounding, a little bit more of a comfort in the uncomfortable. That's how I'll put it. Because that uncertainty, that unknown, the more our world changes, the faster things speed up, the more uncertain things may feel. Yeah, I feel like that's why I felt really called to talk about it because making sure that we have these tools in place for ourselves so that we don't get kind of rocked off the boat, those things are kind of invaluable if we can commit to doing them consistently. And when you commit to doing things consistently, you build up some beautiful trust in yourself. So there's so many great byproducts to it. You can Google so many different ways to do it. So I just wanted to say that, that this is just something I'm sharing that is a widely used practice, but I wanted to share the way that I do it, I suppose, to help to inspire you to do it. And yeah, just help your day, help the morning. I always have a little bit of coffee in the morning. So I get my coffee. I wake up quite early, not crazy early for me anyway. So it's about six, six thirty. Make the coffee, get the coffee, sit down. I look out the window. <laughs> I have like a certain place I like to sit in my living room. And then I get my journal. And I always make sure I do it with my coffee because it makes it not something that I kind of have to add to my list. It's just something I add to my coffee time. So I get my journal and I write down the date and then I write down. Today, I am deeply grateful for. Today, I am deeply grateful for. And then I'll sit for a second. And the first thing that I think of that I'm grateful for, I'll write down. So today, I was really grateful for Bandit's little purse and his loud meows. Even though it was very early, I had been feeling sad about losing Bo in March. and. Having banded sweetness around this morning really lifted my spirits. So banded is at the top of the list. Sorry to my partner. <laughs> banded is at the top of the list this morning. And then from there, I would think like right now, holding my coffee cup, it feels nice and warm and cozy. So I'll write down my cozy coffee cup with my favorite almond milk. And then the next thing will be, oh, yeah, so grateful for the time, my slow mornings. Because if I compare it to three years ago, at this time, I would have been 
getting ready to leave for the day for, you know, like 11 hours or whatever, getting everything together, you know, doing my makeup, putting on my work clothes, checking my emails already from work, making sure if I, you know, was walking into anything that I didn't want to be surprised by. So the fact that I now can create my own schedule and still wake up at the same time, if not maybe a little bit earlier, and I have this slow morning, nothing more grateful. Like, it still is so amazing to me. And that's why I'm always inspired to create more things and evolve my business and my practice because I'm excited about it. And I love serving you. I love helping you around the world. It lights me up so much. So the fact that I get to do that while also having slow mornings and not technically working, technically working with another person until afternoon, literally afternoon. Unless something, you know, unless I want to see somebody before that, but it's pretty rare, but it does happen, but I have control over it, then that's amazing. That's on my gratitude list. And if I wasn't writing this gratitude list, I don't know if I would have thought of that today. Maybe I would have tomorrow or the next day. But I will say, since doing it every day since May 9th, The gratitude for my slow mornings always comes up. Sometimes it's at the beginning and sometimes it's at the end. But I'm always reminded of how lucky and thankful I am that I have this time now. So you can see just with those three things, I'm already kind of filling my heart. And by filling your heart with gratitude, that's what you can kind of anchor into. That's where if something maybe not so great happens later in the day, I don't get knocked right off of the branch because I know how thankful and lucky I am for so many things in my life. So if that one challenging thing happens, well, that's just what happened. Or I've heard, oh, I heard somebody say this and I love it. It's, this is where I find myself in. This is the place. This is the place I find myself in. But without that gratitude, it's hard to accept the things that aren't going your way. That's been the biggest shift that I've seen with this gratitude list. So then after the slow mornings, then I might put in something that I want, that I desire, that I would love to give even more thanks for every day. So I'll put in, you know, I am grateful for X amount of dollars flowing into my bank account each month from my business that is from my heart. So I'm already grateful for it because I know that if I continue to work and act on the inspirations that I'm receiving to make things and evolve my offerings and my practices, make sure that they're things that will really help you, then I can feel that gratitude because I know that any income that's coming in is from these things that I'm creating to help other people. So it's like this amazing like spiral of gratitude. And sure, maybe the point, the intention should not be, oh, I'm writing this gratitude list to like somehow have a shortcut to 
get all the things I want. Maybe that's why you start it because we have to be honest with ourselves. If that's, if you hear this and you're like, Ooh, a way to kind of manifest the things I want. Yeah. Start it. But I feel like you'll kind of shift that intention after doing it for a few days because you'll realize, Oh, I'm already kind of cultivating the feeling. So those desires are just honest of what is like coming out of my heart and what I want to see in my life. But I don't feel like I'm less than without them. And isn't that what gratitude really does for us? It reminds us that without anything else, nothing, without anything else coming back, coming to us, new things, gifts, prizes, treasures, (laughs) without anything new, whatever you have right now, that should feel like enough. And I am not a perfect specimen of this at all. And that's why it's a practice. But I can see that that's the goal, that once in a while, that will be the feeling. And how beautiful is that? Because when you don't really want something that badly anymore, when you're happy with what you have, all of a sudden, that thing that you were striving for kind of falls in your lap or the door is opened and you didn't even realize that it was open. And that shows me that there is not a lot of control, if any, that we have over our lives. And that we are always kind of being shown to focus on what is happening right now. What we're doing right now. Because everything we do now brings us to where we want to go later. And we have zero promise that we will be here in the next minute. And I know that so much of a The feeling of anxiety can come from, you know, wondering if you'll receive something, when something will happen, how. So when you really anchor in to the gratitude of the day, of the moment, of where you are and what you're doing and what you have now, it really helps to calm our nervous systems. And when our nervous system is calm, all of the other systems in our bodies are working the way they're meant to. The stress is lessened, so we digest better. And then we don't have adverse effects when our digestion isn't going that well. So there's all of these ripple effects from just like one little practice. So I won't finish my list with you here, but... I hope that that example helps you to really see what gratitude will give you. So yeah, if you do start that, I would love to hear your experience. Never feel like you're bothering me. I love to hear from you. Anyone who's messaged me, you know that. You know I get very excited. (laughs) So, And I love voice notes too. You can always send me a voice note on Instagram. I love them. Speaking of doors opening, that'll be a little teaser. Because I also felt today like sharing about some some signs that I received on my journey to kind of finding the thing that I wanted to do with my life, my purpose, my personal legend, as Paolo Coelho calls it. You listen to my little bonus app this week. So signs from the universe, from God, from however you want to see it, from that unseen kind of force that we're working with every day. So often the signs that we're asking for 
come in the form of another person. And I felt like chatting about that today and telling a story about receiving a, like quite a, quite a deep sign from another person, a stranger, but also the reminder of we can forget that signs that we're asking for can almost and most likely will come from someone in our lives. Because if we're meant to kind of translate signs, wouldn't the easiest way to receive a sign be from somebody who speaks our language? So what happened to me? Well, I have been asking for signs for, you know, decades. But this specific time was right before I finally decided, okay, I cannot physically be in my old career anymore. When I finally decided, okay, I cannot physically be in this career anymore, my old career. My body could not handle it. I'll just give you a little bit of a background. If you're a new listener, I was in a corporate career, kind of high-level management, and I was really successful at it. I was good at it. I got a lot of positive feedback and promotions. I was headhunted a lot. And I always was in the same industry. But at the end of my career, I had changed my job. So the role, same industry, different companies or roles within the company. I had changed that every 18 months minimum. I think 18 months was the longest. So between six months and 18 months, I was always jumping to a new role or a new job. And I thought, well, if somebody is offering it to you, that must mean like I wasn't even looking for it. So that must mean that I need it. I thought that those were the signs. So then I would get all excited. Oh, here it is. This is where I'll be satisfied. This is where my soul will be, you know, calm and in, in the purpose in it. And I will finally understand what other people say where, you know, it's work, but I like it. And then I go on my vacations and I have my days off and they won't just be worried about wasting their life in their job like I had been. But that wasn't the sign because in the final role that I was in, I was suffering from really, really debilitating anxiety. It hadn't gone into deep panic attacks but the anxiety was waking me up with quite a fast heartbeat in the morning. And I knew that I had had a lot of anxiety most of my life. So I thought, well, you know, that makes sense. Everybody says social media, the way that we're inundated by information these days, like the stress of work-life balance, all of that. Of course, we're going to be a little bit anxious. So my morning routine back then was literally meditating to calm my body. Then I would, like I would wake up early enough to do this. Then I would have a bath to calm my body. And then I would do a little bit of breath work to calm my body. And then sometimes when I would get to work, I would still feel that intense anxiety. So I would do sound exercises where, you know, you move your voice out and kind of do a different yelling and rah and like different things to really start like moving the energy and getting it out. And once I did that, I was in the parking structure of the office 
And I did that loud sound in my car. And I turned and looked. And somebody that worked near me, so they knew me a little bit, had just parked and was walking in to the elevator. So they had heard, they had heard me doing these kind of animal sounds in my car. And they must have thought I was losing my mind. And I was so embarrassed. (laughs) We never talked about it because we didn't really know each other that well. But there's no way she couldn't have heard it. So I had to do all of these things. When really that anxiety was telling me, this is not where you are supposed to be. This is not what you are supposed to be doing. Would you please just listen to your body? That's what it was telling me. But what I thought it was doing was just asking me to do more things. I thought it was just asking me to do more things to get rid of it. It wasn't asking for attention. It was asking for me to keep doing more so that I could nip it in the bud. And then one day, as it goes, when we don't pay attention to something and it gets louder and louder and louder, it will get as loud as it needs to be until you finally listen. But I will say, I don't know if that would be true. I mean, who knows? But just hypothetically, I don't know if that would have been true if I also wasn't desperately searching, searching for how do I express what is my purpose? How do I express my purpose? So if you're going through that right now, not that you're bringing it on yourself, but it is for you. If you're searching for something so deeply, but you don't know exactly what it is, and then some things start kind of really shifting in your life where it makes it even like more challenging to live your day-to-day, that, in my opinion, from my experience, that's happening for you. It's asking you to pay attention. It's a sign being held up saying, can you pay attention? To why this is so challenging. But I didn't. I was just trying to get rid of it. Until one day I had a horrible, debilitating panic attack. And it was so frightening and so scary. And I won't go into every detail because it is a little bit personal. But it was really, really, really scary and really bad. But here's the sign. Here's the beauty. Here's the thing that was completely unexpected. So I'm in the wake of this horrible panic attack, and I'm trying to get in touch with my doctor, but they are not available. So the doctor that I usually see is not available. So there's another doctor, and it's a woman, and she comes in, and she's lovely, really understands anxiety disorders, really understands the nature of panic was not trying to minimize it and saying, oh, it was just a panic attack, which can happen. So I was really thankful for that. So she asked me, she is a general practitioner. Like she did not have to ask me these questions, but she asked me, well, what was going on? Why do you think you had it? So I explained to her how I'd been feeling lots of anxiety every morning. You know, I was in this job that I, for some reason, just couldn't be in anymore physically. And it was making me feel a bit crazy. And I knew logically, like there was nothing wrong with it. But my body and my mind, it was on fire. 
And this doctor didn't know me. She didn't know me. We did not know each other. And she looked me in the eyes and said, your panic attack is a door. A door for you to walk towards your purpose. And I get, I'm getting emotional now because she got emotional too. And I'm remembering it and it's quite visceral. So I started to choke up because I was like, how does she know that that's like all I've been looking for? That's all I've been searching for. How does she know that? So I'm choking up. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. And she's choking up saying, that's what this is. This is an opportunity. Don't walk away from this. She's literally telling me to not go to my job, which is probably not that, you know, part of the Hippocratic Oath. And then she tells me, I'm in the same boat. This is the general practitioner, this doctor that I do not know, who is crying with me (laughs) about finding our sole purpose and having a door opened. And then she's telling me that this is her last day at work, that she's leaving her career as a general practitioner too, because she needs to follow her own soul calling. Oh, it's totally choking me up. Isn't that crazy? It's not crazy. Of course it is. It was very emotional and a pivotal time and so divine. We were each other's divine signs. So she shared that she was leaving. It was her last day. And I told her, well, I hope that you, and I feel like I said, I know that you're going to do amazing things because I really felt it. And she said the same to me. And from that day, I vowed to myself to never work in a job or go back to the career that my soul was not asking me to do. And not that I'm more important. I need to do something more. No, I needed to do what I was meant to do, just like you are. You're meant to do something. We all have our own purpose. And it's not the end point, it's the beginning. When you find that purpose, that thing you want to do, that's when the door opens. That's when the real journey begins because you're an active participant in it. And that's why it's so important to pay attention to other people, to listen to other people, to really hear them, not just wait for you to say something or wait for your turn to say something, but to really hear what they're trying to tell you. They may be really trying to tell you something. And how many of us are walking around not paying attention to anyone else? And that really makes me think of, you know, I've been rereading The Alchemist, if you listen to my August 8th episode, and in it, there's the theme of what is the universal language? And I really know in my heart that the universal language is the energy that connects all of us, whatever that is. I don't know exactly what it is. It's universal energy is our universal language. I mean, that's what Reiki stands for. Reiki is universal energy. It's not something new that Makao Usui, who founded the system, the technique of understanding how to utilize this universal energy, it wasn't that he found something new. He just found a root that we can all follow so that we can receive and give this strengthening, supportive, universal energy. 
maybe that's what we felt between each other to be able to be so vulnerable and open and connected. Two very different people having almost the exact same experience. And that universal energy is what allowed us to understand each other without talking for three hours, to understand the energy behind that's the door opening for you. The energy behind her saying that was so powerful that I understood the novel that was written behind it. And I really understood it. So I hope that you keep your eyes and your ears or whatever senses you have. I hope that you keep them aware so you can kind of catch those moments where that universal energy is leading you or connecting you to somebody else. Because that message they're giving you, that sign you're receiving, it's not just one way. You're actively involved in that too. And you're probably a sign for the other person. And that's just kind of daily magic of being alive, of having a heart and something in us that is driving us toward the meaning of our life. If we're being driven towards it, we might as well try to get to where it's asking us to go and connecting to that universal language between all of us, not just the beautiful butterflies and the ladybugs or the feathers or the numbers, because I love those too, but from human to human, from human being to human being, from heart to heart. I mean, I feel like that's where life is really happening. So I hope that can help you this week to just pay attention to the signs all around you. So thank you. Thank you for letting me share that with you. Maybe this was a sign for you. So thank you. Truly, as always, for everything. So thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. Thank you for joining my email list if you feel called to and experiencing my wise heart meditation. And if you're interested, I do have my podcast workshop is up on my website for purchase. It's all about starting your own intuitive podcast called Share Your Voice. You get a 145-minute video workshop with exercises to dive into the podcast you are uniquely meant to create. There is a 32-page workbook with step-by-step instructions on how to record and produce and publish your podcast that goes along with the video. There's original meditation music that I created that helps you specifically connect to your heart and inner wisdom, but you get the MP3 download of just the music. And then there's also two guided meditation journeys, one connecting to the heart of your podcast, and also a future vision journey to see where your podcast could lead you. And then I'll also have the link in my show notes for you to purchase. It is $111 Canadian and you get it forever. It is yours forever because you get the downloads. And of course, I have a discount for you. Of course, you are some of my favorite people my intuitive seek listeners. You're really amazing. And this is a little gift. So please use the code seek20, S-E-E-K-2-0 for 20% off. So it will only cost you $88.80. So again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. And please reach out to me with any questions or if you want to share anything that you may have 
kind of understood or something that may have come up for you during this episode, please let me know. I love to hear from you. You can follow me and message me on my Instagram at treenlight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-D. That's the easiest way to connect with me. And you can also check out my website, treenlight.com. And yeah, so thank you so much for all of your support, all of your kindness. Be kind to yourself, and I will talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.